Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! When fire destroyed an apartment house, it was my job to pick the firebug from among a hundred people. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Believe me, Jerry Browning, private detective. You can't tell anything about people by looking at them. that's terrifying and awesome about a big fire. The flames leaping to the sky, sparks flying wildly, the police line, the crowds, the excitement. The ambulances who are arriving on the scene told another part of the story of fire. Wild panic, injury, and... Sorry, Lieutenant, this one's dead. Eight hours before the ruins of the apartment house were cool enough to inspect. Eight hours earlier, it had housed 32 families. Now it was a shambles. I bent down, picked up the tin can I'd kicked. Dawson! Captain Grogan! Take a whiff of this! Lieutenant Dawson of Homicide and Captain Grogan of the fire department came over to me. This smells like kerosene! That's right. That makes it incendiary. Arson! I suspected it all along. A flash fire burned too fast. Yeah, and killed four people. Dawson, Captain Grogan, we're all three partly to blame for this. There have been two small fires in the past month in this building. I warned my client, Consolidated Insurance, that a firebug might be at work. I told you, Dawson, and you too, Captain Grogan. And then I thought my responsibility was at an end. Well, this is the result. There's a firebug at large, and I'm convinced that he or she is one of the tenants of this building. When an apartment building burned down, I was convinced that a firebug was to blame. At the office of Consolidated Insurance, John Cooley, head of its investigations department, scowled up at me. Building was insured for one-fifth of its current value. There's not the slightest possibility of its having been an insurance fire. I didn't say it was, Mr. Cooley. We'll have to pay one way or the other. But I ask you to think of the four people who were killed in that fire. I am thinking of them. And if you thought about them, you'd be out investigating instead of sitting here drawing your head off. Go to work. At police headquarters, Lieutenant Dawson was appalled. Jerry, you're crazy. Those people from that apartment house, they're scattered all over the city. What excuse have I got for bringing them all together again? It's up to you, Dawson. I represent Consolidated Insurance, and I could go to the papers. Dawson winced. Jerry, sometimes I wonder just how good a friend of mine you really are. All right, I'll get those people together. You try collecting some 90-odd men, women, and children in a police auditorium sometime. Quiet! Quiet, please. 
I talked to them one at a time until I had no voice left. But I did get some suspects. William Bancroft. I set fires? Absurd. It is true, I am a poet. I sing of flaming sunsets and the moon rising in a blaze of yellow fire. But my manuscripts were burned, Mr. Browning, my priceless manuscripts. And then there was old Gregory Paley. Now, now, young man, if an old codger can't sleep and smokes his pipe in the hallway late of a night, that's a sign of insomnia, not a murderous disposition. I'm generally very careful where I throw my matches. And Mrs. Lashworth Logan, with pale blue eyes and even paler, bluer lips. She stood on her constitutional rights. But the building superintendent told me that Lashworth Logan, with a double name, thinks nobody's as good as she is, running down everybody. Apartment 6B has subtenants against the law, garbage on the back porch against the law. Not enough heat, too much heat. That woman, Mr. Browning, hates everybody. Okay, so I had three fine suspects. Except that none of them wanted to oblige by confessing. So, I went to work. That's what I get paid for doing. I went to see Bancroft's publisher. Bancroft, that mad poet, has he been dispossessed again? Last time it was for breaking all the windows to admit purifying air. The time before that for lighting a fire in an artificial fireplace. But at the building where old Gregory Paley was a watchman... Paley? We fired him. Always falling asleep on a job, letting kids set fire to the trash piles. I wonder the whole scaffolding didn't burn down the last time. And at the Institute for the Cultural Welfare of Primitive Peoples... Frankly, Mr. Browning, we, we finally asked Mrs. Lashworth Logan to resign as a director after she advocated burning down jungles to force primitive peoples out so we could get at them. Really, Mr. Browning. And there it was. Three fine suspects, all of them with fire in their backgrounds. They couldn't all be guilty. They weren't the kind of people who could get together on any enterprise. I went to see Philip Warner, the superintendent, who was now working in another building a few blocks from his old one. That's a pretty small fire you've got there, Mr. Warner. Better be. This is an old furnace. Can't stand much heat. Spend a lot of your time around a fire, don't you, Mr. Warner? The super wiped his brow. Nope. Spend more time shoveling snow. He straightened up. Got business with me? I shrugged. Mrs. Lashworth Logan moved to this building. I thought you might have something more to tell me about her. His face fell. I didn't know she was here. Just got this job yesterday. He meditated. I uh, guess I talked kind of mean about her at that. There ain't any real harm in the old woman. I was just sore. Losing my third job in a row that way. Three jobs in a row? All from fire? Yeah. Sometimes I think there's a grudge against me. He moved closer. I work hard. Shovel snow, pick up garbage, six in the morning. It's mighty cold at that hour sometimes. Build small fires. Everybody wants to save coal. His eyes lit up. Have you ever been really warm? Warm all through, not half froze, half warm, but real, real warm. All the heat you needed, heat the waste, heat the burn. I slugged him, because I knew that at the next stage he'd get violent. At the psychiatric clinic, he admitted it freely, setting three fires in a row. Nobody could make him understand that it was a crime. He didn't hate anybody. 
He was just cold. Like I said, people start fires for so many reasons that sometimes it's easy to forget man's basic reason for fire, to keep warm. <laughs> 